I am Karin. And I'm Andrew. And we are the new botanist. We're talking about the ZZ plant and I am not even going to try and say out loud what the ZZ stands for because I don't think I've ever said it twice in the same way. So, uh, Andrew, I'm going to give this over to you. (laughs) Yep. So today we're going to be talking about the ZZ plant, which is also known as the Zanzibar gem or the Zuzu plant. And its botanical name, where the double Z comes from, is Zamicolas zamifolia. And there are six main types of this uh, very forgiving plant. And they generally like growing in indirect sunlight. So it's sort of shaded areas of your home. It's very, very tolerant and forgiving. And they have thick, glossy leaves. And it was originally popularized by the Dutch uh, after a trip in South Africa, where it's from. In what sort of conditions does it live in South Africa then? So it lives uh, in shaded areas, so usually in forests under large trees, valleys. So it's very tolerant to very sort of low light conditions. And it generally likes well-draining soil. So it's in its natural habitat. It's quite sandy, uh, tough terrain. And likes a lot of water. Water then sort of drains away. It can survive because it's got tubers, which are uh, below ground, which can store a lot of water. And uh, it takes up water quite easily, sort of like a sponge. And it lasts quite a long time without being watered making an ideal houseplant. Are there any signs of it being unhappy? Like, you know, sometimes we've talked about this in the past, that, you know, plants get a bit droopy when they are thirsty. Are there any signs for the ZZ plant that it is getting a bit sort of low on water? So this plant uh, is quite a toughy. Uh, So it's got thick stems and these tubers are very supporting for the plant. So when it isn't getting enough water, uh, the leaves droop a little bit and then generally they go quite yellowish. Uh, So it's quite a difficult plant to tell if it needs watering. But generally, if you stick your finger in the soil and it's quite dry with the first five, five, ten centimetres, then give it a good water. Um, But it's a very tough plant, so you could forget to water it for a couple of weeks, let's say two weeks, two, three weeks, and it'd be perfectly fine. Some of the plants that I have that have tubers, you can take out the tubers and plant them. I either put them in a bit of water to begin with or just plant them straight into the soil and they will grow new plants. Is that similar to, for the ZZ plant? Yes. Uh, so if you've got a ZZ plant where the plastic pot uh, is sort of distending, that's quite a good indication. Like, well, for if any house plant that you need to... Uh, repot it. This plant in general, it's very easy to propagate. So you can, as you say, tease the tubers apart. So as long as you've got enough root and plant it directly into soil, don't put it into water, and you've got two, three news as advanced. Or you could cut right down to the tuber, just above the tuber if you've damaged it, or there's too much growth but it doesn't need repotting, and you put you can pick the leaves off and then put them into fresh soils and keep damp and put a bit of plastic over it to keep the humidity levels high and it'll grow lots of new ZZ plants. That's very exciting because the ZZ plant is absolutely gorgeous. Um, I I just really love its very, very bright green 
colour. I guess also I keep mine in very dark places in the house. Like one sits on my desk where there is not really any very nice amount of sunlight and the other one sits in our downstairs loo and there's a tiny window. It does sit in the window and it does sometimes get a tiny bit of sun every day but not very much. So these plants quite like having those dark conditions don't they? They're very, very uh, tolerant to low levels of light. They do not like direct sunlight. So if you have a south-facing window with lots of sunlight, or even in a big greenhouse, they won't be happy. So if you put them in indirect sunlight, now we've discussed this sort of term before, indirect sunlight, it's a bit woolly. But if you have a, a bright window, if you put it in a corner, as long as it can see the window, it should be fine. Like you said, in your downstairs toilet, small window, a little bit of light, even if it's north-facing, it'll be happy. It might not grow very quickly, but you might not want a big plant or you don't want to keep repotting it. So it just maintains the levels. So if you did repot it, does that encourage plants to grow bigger? And if you want to keep your plants small, should you just not ever repot it? Generally speaking, for example, a spider plant, when they need repotting, like a lot of plants, they need repotting, they'll choke themselves. There are methods that you could use to stop your plants growing too big so you can tease the roots out, pull a few off, uh, trim them. Sort of like uh, with bonsais, you have to trim the roots. You can contain them, but with these sort of plants, they'll keep growing and growing. The ZZ plant, it will choke itself because the tubers are very big and they'll keep expanding. So the, the ideal thing would be to split the tubers up or take cuttings. Uh, but with a lot of plants, if you don't repot them or trim the roots or what have you, they will choke themselves and eventually they will... They will die, and that's that's not what we want. If enough of the roots sort of replace the soil in some kind of way, I, I suppose they will also run out of nutrients? Yes. Plants in the wild obviously can grow roots to deep levels, get, get nutrients, obviously animals and people, and rain comes by in the wild. In a house plant, your plant is stuck in a pot with, let's say, filtered water, rainwater, even tap water, and it's not full of nutrients. So eventually they will run out, so you'll have to fertilise your plants. What are the kinds of signs that we can see in the plant that it doesn't have enough nutrients? Generally, all plants need three macronutrients. So it's nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium. This is all plants. There are general signs, not just for the ZZ plant, but for all your house plants. There's three general signs that it either needs uh, nitrogen, phosphorus or potassium. So if your plant doesn't have enough nitrogen, the growth tends to be quite spindly, uh, there's or stunted growth, or there's a lot of yellowing of the leaves. Now, with yellowing of the leaves, it could also indicate too much water. Uh, so you always have to do the finger test. Uh, with phosphorus, generally growth goes a bit purplish red. Uh, and then at the tips, there's quite brown, burnt, almost like you sort of scalded it. Uh, and then with potassium, generally growth is quite yellowy brown, uh, scorched brown blotches on the leaves and the leaves tips start curling up. So if you notice your plants, they're going yellow, purplish or brown with uh, yellow spots or yellow with brown spots, then you know there's some sort of issue with the nutrient resume. So um, what I recommend is getting any type of fertilizer, even if it's a home brand make, it doesn't matter, as long as it displays something called the NPK value. So generally plants need more nitrogen uh, compared to potassium for their growth. So this 
NPK value, uh, the standard would be 624. So six, obviously, meaning percentage of sort of 6% nitrogen compared to 2% of potassium. So plants, therefore, need more nitrogen for their growth. I've also heard people say they are they like to give their plants seaweed. Is this good for your plant? And what is in seaweed that makes it good for your plant? There's two broad types of plant fertilizer. We could have a massive discussion on this, but there's chemical ones. They're chemically derived or there's more natural organic means. Uh, seaweed, it's grown as a weed. It takes up a lot of carbon in the atmosphere, so it's quite organic and it contains the same NPK value as chemical. So if you want more organic fertilizers, move towards fish, fish meal and bone meal. So that's more for sort of outdoor plants, but can be used for indoor, although it has a bit of a smell. You could also use seaweed or treated seaweed. Uh, if you use raw seaweed, it obviously has a smell. Um, so you could use treated ones, uh, liquid fertilizers, or you could use the chemical ones, but obviously they're inorganic. So can you can you overfeed them? Can you give them too much? Yes. Uh, so unlike sort of humans, if you take too much of a nutrient, we just excrete it plant it just builds up in the plant and it can also kill them so if you do need to fertilize or feed your plants please read the instructions a lot of plants need a lot of different feeding regimes do just do your research you'll be all right i guess to sum up this episode would you recommend the zz plant i would definitely recommend the zz plant as a first time plant parent it's easy to grow easy to take cuttings from to produce more it lives in uh, quite harsh conditions, uh, so it's very tolerant to low levels of light, low levels of water, and it, it thrives on neglect. So, perfect. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you will join us again next time for more tips and tricks on how not to kill your plants. If you'd like us to cover a specific plant or have any other questions, you can get in touch via botanicaldoctor.co.uk.